When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates. Alberta Injury Lawyers. The heavy hitters of injury law. Okay, we got Tampa Bay leading Toronto 1-0 with five and a half minutes left in the first period. Also, Stanley Cup playoffs tonight after the first. The Devils lead the Rangers one zip as they try to tie that series 2-2. Jack Hughes with his third of the series. A little bit later, 7.30 start, Winnipeg home to Vegas. Golden Knights lead that series two games to one. And at 8 o'clock, Avalanche at Tentacles. The Avs up two games to one in that series. So what everybody do this weekend? You watch any hockey? Oh, my. How are you doing after last night? I, I really am concerned about some of you, maybe most of you, maybe even all of you, because I'm getting a lot of, I couldn't watch, I had an upset stomach, my heart was beating so fast, I was shaking after the game. And by the way, I don't think I'm exaggerating because those are all things that people have said to me over the last 70, uh, 72 hours. My heart was beating so fast. I had a nutstep stomach. My hands were shaking. I, well, you just heard Chelsea say to me before the show that she uh, had to cover her eyes for parts of the game. We had a youngster call in from Australia last night. And, and he said that his dad couldn't watch all of the game once the Oilers fall, fell behind. So it is a tense one. I hope you're doing okay. And I guess it's my duty to warn you, it probably will not get any easier. And I guess I want you to hope that it doesn't get easier for about another seven weeks because that me will mean the Oilers are in the Stanley Cup final. But this is just an incredibly tight series against the Los Angeles Kings. Three overtime games. The other game was tied after two periods. The Oilers won it with a couple of goals in the third. And even last night's game that appeared to be maybe it was going to get out of hand with the Oilers down 3-0 after the first period still turned into overtime with Zach Hyman finally netting an overtime winner for the Edmonton Oilers. You know the record since 2017, just 3-10 and now in overtime games. And they'd lost three in a row specifically against the Kings going back to game five of their series last year. But the Oilers able to figure it out. And one of the big reasons last night was that Jack Campbell came on in relief of Stuart Skinner and was excellent. He was only beaten once. He made some huge saves along the way and uh, he was the winning goaltender in the game. So the question that is flying around oil country 
And uh, I did. I was a guest on a couple of talk shows this afternoon, one in Calgary and one in Regina, and that's what they wanted to know. Who do you start in net tomorrow? And before the Oilers departed L.A. to come back to Edmonton this morning, of course, Jay Woodcroft, the head coach of the team, was asked about his goaltending decision. I'm in a position to be able to choose from two great people and uh, true uh, goaltenders that have uh, allowed us to win games this year. Our team won 50 games this year and uh, both goaltenders contributed to those wins. So what a great position uh, for our coaching staff to be in. How difficult a decision is this? Um, when you have two great goaltenders, uh, you know, I don't think you can go wrong picking either one of them. Well, Skinner had a very good season. Campbell had a very good game and a, and a decent finish to the regular season with a couple wins over the Anaheim Ducks, which, yes, they're not the highest caliber team in the league, but you still got to stop the pucks that, that come your way. If it were up to me, and it isn't, but we're all talking about it, I would put Jack Campbell in net tomorrow to start the game. And uh, I realized there were still some nervous moments last night, especially when he came in. I mean, he bobbled the first shot, and it was lying next to his pad, and the Kings jammed away at it. There was another puck that was pretty much right on the goal line that he kept out with his left pad. But he seemed to get a little more comfortable as the game went on and did make that huge save against Arvidsson. It's, you know, it's win now. It's it's not let's see what's happening. It's not let's worry about someone's feelings. It's not uh, how many playoff games is Stuart Skinner going to play for the Oilers over the course of his career, and I think he's going to play a lot. I, I think, you know, when I, I look at how Jay Woodcroft has behaved this season, two things. First of all, he's loyal, and he likes putting players back out there. You know, Vinny DeHarnay's had a bit of a tough series, and, and he finally got sat down last night. Maybe some of you would have done it after game one when he took a penalty in overtime. Maybe some of you would have done it uh, during game three when he took a penalty after the whistle. Even after Arvidsson spun around him and scored that goal last night, he still played for a bit, but he, but he finally sat him down. So that makes me think uh, he's going to go with back to Stuart Skinner. But Jack Campbell is an experienced goaltender. He's played in the playoffs before. He's worked hard. Everybody knows he's struggled, including him. He's, he's worked hard. And really, he was, he's paid to be the number one guy, which he wasn't most of the season. I don't think there's a wrong decision. Well, I guess we'll find out after the game whether it turns out to be right or wrong. But if it were me, I would put in Campbell because I think you have to reward how he played last night, which included the save of the season. A steal by Deneau at center. Arvidsson breakaway, rear shot. What a save! Jack Campbell with the left pad! It's just as good as scoring a goal, really. Um, you know, um, when, it, when a chance like that is stopped, it, you know, re-energizes the bench. And, um, you know, we knew we had uh, another chance. And, um, yeah, it was big. Edmonton's hopes alive in this game, but potentially the season. Just looking at the last few starts I've had, I've, or even last night, a little small sample, but you know I feel good, ready to go, and I think um, using that confidence, uh, having good practices, definitely gives me a lot of swagger right now. So it's good. Well, and I think that's a key word. 
is for Jack Campbell is a little bit of swagger and whatever he called himself in November after that loss to Dallas I think I think he referred to himself as pathetic and that's been one of the knocks on Campbell is that he's really really hard on himself so maybe that's just the life we're going to have to live here with Jack Campbell as a member of the Edmonton Oilers is that you might see big swings between his best and his worst but his best might be, might be pretty good and might be good enough to win you a few playoff games along the way. And for him to say that he feels like he has a swagger back, I think is significant because when he wasn't playing well, you could just sort of sense it that he wasn't an overly confident goaltender and wasn't finding the puck and picking up the loose pucks and controlling the rebound. He went through all that with his equipment and, and all that kind of stuff along the way. So if, if it's me, I start Campbell. Um, you know, if you do lose game five, obviously not a great situation, but it's not the end of the season. You still have a chance to do what you did last year, win game six in L.A., win game seven at home. Um, but I would put Campbell in. And I, again, I don't think Skinner has played bad. Unfortunately, for most of the series, Skinner has been measured against Corpusalo, who has been excellent until the Oilers finally got a few past him last night. And I would I would still expect Corpusalo to be excellent in this series. The The problem for Skinner is, is when you're going up against a guy who plays that well, you, you got to match him to give yourself a chance to win. And perhaps Skinner wasn't making uh, some of the saves that he'd been making earlier in the season. Though, really, it's hard to fault a lot of the goals. I guess maybe the uh, Velarde one in Game 2 where he wasn't against the post. I would put in Campbell. Uh, I think that's part of the drama for the morning skate tomorrow to see who's in the home team net. And then also with lineup notes, what do they do? Do they go 11-7 and seven again? Does DeHarnay actually come out of the lineup? Or do you go 12-7, and seven, but Broberg's going to play a little bit more? Could Dylan Holloway be inserted into the lineup? Maybe taking out somebody like Clem Costin, who didn't play a lot last night. Or if they go 12-6, and six, maybe it's Holloway that comes in for uh, DeHarnay and you go with a little more of a traditional alignment. So all things to keep an eye on for tomorrow. As Tampa Bay has just scored again with a minute 33 left in the first period, they lead the Maple Leafs 2-0 there. Okay, your opinion on the uh, goaltending and whatever else about the Oilers postseason, all welcome. 780-496-0063. The hotline is powered by Certainty, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. Certainty pro all the way. You can email the show in Inside Sports at 630Ched.com and get me on Twitter. You can DM me there at Reed Wilkins, R-E-I-D-W-I-L-K-I-N-S. A lot going on around uh, oil country. We'll go behind the scenes with some of the playoff festivities next on Inside. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. All right. Well, a lot going on in oil country and, of course, a lot of people working behind the scenes during the postseason to uh, get it 
get the fans involved and keep it fun as uh, as the Oilers continue to battle the Los Angeles Kings. And I'm pleased to welcome to Inside Sports, he is the VP of Marketing with Oilers Entertainment Group. Dan Cote-Rosen is on the line. Dan, good to talk to you again. How are you doing? Doing well, Reed. How are you? Well, I'm doing great. It's nice to uh, to talk to you again. I think the last time we talked was when the team store was opening, so I haven't actually uh, got to see you a lot since then. Look, there, there's so much going on for the playoffs. I just kind of want to know, what's it like for you and, and your team during all this uh, hype go around the city? Uh, it's it's definitely a special time of the year for us. Um, a lot of, you know, to be honest, a lot of late nights and, and early mornings, but, uh, you know, you kind of feel like you're, you're on a cloud. You don't really notice the, the fatigue setting in because there's just so much excitement around the city and, and we get to be, you know, at the epicenter of it. So it, it makes the work go by a, a lot easier, I'd say. All right. So, look, I, I've done the uh, face-off show and overtime open line from the two road game watch parties. The rink's been full for those. We, we've seen the incredible shots of what's going on in Ice District with people gathering to to watch the games. I know you guys are marketing this, and plus there's just so much excitement uh, with with the team. Like we know people are excited about the team. How do you compare this to 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 other years, and why do you think it's at the level that it's at? Well, what we try to do is, you know, build on on previous years, and we're in a place now where we're coming off, a, you know, a nice playoff run last year. But we had a lot of learnings that came out of that. It was our first year operating the plaza. Um, we've got by far the best fans in the NHL. There's no question about that, and I think they expect from us to continue to innovate and, and create new ways for them to, you know, be part of that. Uh, well, there's magic in, in the playoffs, so. We said this year we've got you know a, a great footprint just to the east of the arena, and uh, we saw how Oil Country was able to fill the plaza last year, and we thought, well, that's going to happen again. Why not build another space and and see if we can fill that one too? So it's just for us, it's about constantly trying to you know innovate and make sure that every fan that wants to be a part of you know an Oilers game night is able to be. Okay. And, and speaking of the watch parties, I, I get to see the scoreboard presentation. And it's pretty similar to a home game, and I know there's a lot of work that uh, that goes into that. What goes into the process of uh, of all those uh, videos, the scoreboard stuff, all the pregame, or not just pregame, but all the game day presentation materials? Yeah, we we try to make sure that the watch parties are as close to a game atmosphere as possible. So that definitely involves uh, the technology we've got inside the arena. This year, we've also introduced new league technology that allows us to kind of shadow the play happening on the ice on our own ice, sur ice surface. So that's pretty neat to see. If you haven't been to a watch party yet, I definitely recommend that and checking that out. Um, and then, of course, for our home games, uh, that's where we really uh, are. We've got you know, one of the best creative teams in the league, and this is a really fun time for them to be able to, um, you know, show off all of their skills and, and all of their talents and, and use a lot of that great tech we've got in the arena. Uh, to, to You know, the, the most important thing for us, obviously, is just creating a stage so that the fans can... Uh, you know, take over, and and that's what uh, that's what we try to do with with all of our elements of our game presentation. We've got such loud, passionate fans, and we just set the stage for them, and then they take over, and that's where we just kind of let it ride. So I'll ask this without. With, with knowing maybe there's some things you can't reveal or maybe there's some things that are still being tabulated. We know the passion is high, mm -hmm. uh, but, like, how does Oilers merchandise sell compared to other markets? Uh, like, is there a ranking? How, how many people, what, what do other cities do for watch parties and stuff like that? 
Well, I can tell you, without getting into the specific numbers, Reed, but I can tell you that at our first two watch parties, we have outsold uh, a significant number of teams that are currently still playing NHL playoffs, their home games for retail sales. So it's just a testament to how you know, amazing our fans are. Um, when we were in the playoffs in 2017, our first year in Rogers Place, uh, we set a couple of NHL records for single game sales. And, you know, the... You see that when, when Vegas came into the league, when Seattle has come into the league and they're now in the playoffs, they're reaching those one-game highs. We're continuing to exceed those numbers game after game, and it's just, it's just unbelievable um, you know, how much passion the fans have. And If you watch you know, the highlights from last night's game or when um, they're cutting to the panel and they show our watch party or our fans in the plaza, the amount of jerseys that our fans are wearing, there's, there's no other team in the league that comes close to you know, the amount of jersey saturation that we have. It's just, it's amazing. Yeah, it, it is pretty cool. I, I just want to throw you a couple more here. Uh, Dan Cote-Rosen joining us on Inside Sports, VP of Marketing with OEG. I, I always love the, the the personal stories. So I just wonder, you know, this is a big deal for you and your team to have this job, right? To, to represent the brand and get, get the brand out there. What's that responsibility like? It is a big responsibility, and it's something that we take very seriously. Um, I, I think the, the best way to look at it is there's a brand that we're entrusted with that has so much history. It's such an iconic brand, and we try to do the best we can to keep it within our framework and you know be respectful of the brand, respectful of the history. We're also, you know, we take a respectful tone when it comes to dealing with other teams as well, and that's just the Oilers way, um, and, and we'll continue to do that. Uh, certainly a big honor uh, and a privilege in the city, especially at a, at a time like this. Um, and, and it's something that I don't think anyone on our team takes for granted. All right. And then here's the, the big question. What's happening tomorrow? Where can everybody go <laughs> if, if they're not already going to the game with tickets? Well, if, if you know, hopefully uh, if they're lucky enough to have tickets to the game. Uh, doors are at 6 o'clock, but we've got two unbelievable watch parties that are happening. Uh, we've got our Scotiabank Playoff Plaza, uh, so that'll start at 5.30, as well as our four tailgate party that's happening in Fan Park, just again to the east of the arena. Uh, those both start at 5.30. We've got Molson Hockey House in Fort Hall, which also opens at 5.30. So we've got a 7.30 puck drop. There's there's three different great locations there um, that are all, all going to have some great drink specials, um, broadcasting the game with full audio. Uh, it's just such a magical place to be around. If, it, if it's a game night uh, at Rogers Place, you want to be in Ice District. And so I think we've got lots of different places where, where fans can check the game out. Okay, I'm just going to say this for people like me that still sometimes just use old term Terminology, and I know it's uh, ice district, but the, the fan park, that's where the casino was that got torn down, right? That's correct. Okay. That's right, yeah. Because <laughs> people, a couple of people have said that to me, where exactly is the fan park? And I'm just like, where they tore down the casino. Oh, that's where it is. Okay. I, I, I just say, if you come to the arena, you can't miss it. Well, that's true. That's a good point. Go to the crowd of people. You'll, you'll wind yeah. up having a good time. Follow the orange jerseys. <laughs> hey, Dan, maybe, thanks. Maybe the odd streamer. Yeah, exactly. Hey, thanks for doing this. I know you've, you're working really hard, so thank Thanks for making time for Inside Sports. Uh, thanks so much for having me. We appreciate it. Dan Cote-Rosen, VP of Marketing, Oilers Entertainment Group. Epic comeback by the Oilers last night. They did something similar in 1997. The guy who got the game winner in OT is next.